Aaron, I will add you on now. Good evening. Or good morning, I guess. You like. How are you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. How about yourself? Yeah, I'm good. I'll just give it a couple of minutes to make sure that this the feed catches up. I'm just watching it on the iPad to, to make sure we we've got it captured. No problem. Sounds good. How's your how's your morning been? How's the what, sorry? How's your morning been? Good so far. I was up at six yeah. and then uh, kids yeah. just got up. They've just got their instructions not to interrupt and uh, <laughs> try try to make sure that the dog doesn't bark, all of that kind of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> what time is it there yeah. now? Uh, 6 p.m. 6 p.m. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I, I couldn't remember the time difference. And I know we, we doubly made sure exactly what time it was going to be. <laughs> Yeah, hey, we've got Mike Milt in the house. How are you doing, Mike? Yeah. <laughs> Graphic designer extraordinaire. He's crushing it. Yeah, very nice. So, right, I think we are now live. It's good on the iPad. And um, I've got the questions in front of me. I'll go into a bit about your backstory and then you can go into a bit more detail. And then we'll fire off into the um, questions. It's obviously going to be a mix of fun and... Uh, some some serious business questions as well so that we can get to the, the kind of crux of what your business is all about but uh, so you are 30 years old oh or 30 years young should i say jeez um, not quite in... a couple more yeah. days yeah yeah exactly so live in australia absolutely beautiful country i'm really jealous there i don't know what your weather's doing at the minute we have got some sun in the uk at the moment but uh, yeah it's all good um you love to travel because i've seen a lot of your photos where you're here there and everywhere and i was like man I, one photo i said is that the uk it looks like the uk but it wasn't it was Oz. so uh, yeah and you used to work in a construction business and um obviously that wasn't for you now you're in the online space and um uh, it, it, your health suffered as well as a result of the nine to five job. So what more can you tell us about Aaron? Um, tell us a bit about your backstory. For sure. So um, oh, it's been a bit of a ride, but um, I guess I, I had a bit, of a bit of a late start. I sort of got into construction when I was about 21 years old. Um, it was just through, I sort of found a job through. I ended up in that. Um, I did that for about five years, sort of developing my skills. Um, and I've always had like a bit, a bit of a, an entrepreneurial mindset, I guess. So I, I went from that into, um, into I decided to start my own business. I sort of developed the skills and I decided I was confident enough I was going to give it a shot. So uh, I jumped into that, you know, went all in and jumped in. Um, that, went, that went fairly well. So things kicked off pretty quick. There were some tough times, but, but it definitely kicked off um, fairly quickly for me. Um, and, and it was quite a successful business into that with um, – at different times between three to five people working under me. Um, I actually bought my first house through that business, and that was that was really exciting. But look, it, it was deeply unfulfilling. It was, it was really like it's not what I like to do. Um, it didn't give me any fulfillment whatsoever. So um, I was constantly sort of looking for other things to do, um, you know, in, in pretty much every different industry you can imagine. I thought about electrician i thought about you know all musicians i'm a musician by my trade i guess so um i've always written and, and performed music so i thought about doing that um but yeah i guess i ended up in affiliate marketing so i guess that's that's a little bit more about my backstory um 
But as far as the, the injury goes, yeah, I actually I found out uh, January this year that I had um, nerve impingement in my spine um, and that I had severe arthritis in my thoracic region in my spine um, as well as a bad hip um, that hasn't been officially diagnosed yet. Um, and I also had birth life in my shoulder. So uh, it's sort of hit me like a ton of bricks, to be honest. Uh, I'm not even 30 years old. And I'm in the condition of somebody that could be 60 or even 70 years old. I guess I was told that um that, that I'd be lucky to reach 50 years old without some kind of spinal surgery. So That's scary. That and is that as a result of the work or is it kind of a family history or you just, you know, where did that come from? So, yeah, so um, it was, I'm told, obviously hard to determine, but there's no family history of it. So um, I'm told by the doctors that it was, due to the repetitive um, of my work. So I was a plasterer or, or drywall, depending on where you are in the world. Um, um, so I used to hang the sheets. Uh, and so I was doing quite a lot of overhead work, a lot of heavy lifting, working, you know, 40, 50 hours a week, um, driving myself into the ground to make a dollar, basically. Um, so I'm, I'm told it was due to the repetitive nature of my work, yeah. Wow, that's scary. So you've got... Uh... You've now, I mean, this is, uh, we're going to the questions now, but that's an amazing backstory. And uh, yeah, it's quite worrying, really, when you're in a job and you just think, I can't do this for the rest of my life because my health is suffering now. And a lot of people don't have the choice, and which is why I guess we're out there doing what we do, because there is a choice now. Um, creating your own business doesn't have to be premises. It doesn't have to be hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars that you pay out to get started now. So that's the great thing about what we do. That ties in um, nicely to question one. So did you stumble on affiliate marketing and the online space or were you just Google search it and make money online? How did it come about? Yeah, look, um, I like the second one. So I, I was I've, actually funny. It was The timing was really interesting because I actually found it um, just before I was diagnosed with my injury in December, I sort of hit this slump again where I'd go through stages in my career where I was so unfulfilled that I'd look for other things to do. I decided I was going to get out. At this time, it was worse than the other times. I really wanted to get out. So I spent probably uh, probably at least 300 hours on YouTube searching every single way you can make money online, any kind of passive income, um, anything like that. I spent quite a lot of time and energy into just, just looking for a better way. To be honest. Um, so, so I spent a long time on YouTube um, and I did, I stumbled across it. At, at first, I decided it was going to be a, a house, I was going to do house flipping. Um, and then I sort of looked into stocks and, and trading and investing. Um, but none of them sort of resonated with me as much as it was marketing did. So, um, yeah, I sort of stumbled across that. Um, and, yeah, that, I guess that's what led me to their marketing. Nice. I, I think um, back to the point about um, stocks and shares and that, I do. I have traded stocks and shares for probably 20 years. But I think if it's not spread trading and spread betting, you've got mm. to have like £50,000, £50,000 or whatever to invest. And then over 10 years, yeah, that might be 60000 It might be 70000 But it needs that money to invest. And it's still, you know, I do still invest in currencies and um, I trade currencies and um, invest in stocks. So it's a great other income, but you need the money to plow into it. Like properties, you need that money to plow into it. Yeah, interesting. Cool. Okay, so uh, next question is the 
the construction industry is obviously roughly tufty and it's it's pretty much male dominated and now the online yeah. space is quite you know touchy feely and very connection oriented um was that easy to take to i mean was that in your personality in the first place and, and was it easy to transition into that kind of online space from the roughy tufty kind of uh, bossing people around and, and shouting and, and all of that um yeah look it's very different you're right right um the, the construction background is, is very different um but i guess one one thing that um benefited me greatly in, in making the transition was that i always I never really fit in in the construction industry. I've never been one of those roughy dusty sort of guys, you know. Like, um, obviously, I was the boss and I had to boss people around, but uh, it wasn't. Oh, I'm not that sort of a person. So I think, um, I think making the transition there was a lot easier for, me for that exact reason. Is that I have always been a people person. I've always had um, a passion for, for connecting and helping with people, even though I consider myself an introvert. Um, I do like connecting with people. Um, and hearing their stories and offering help like them. So I really think that's been one thing that has benefited me in, in making that transition. Um, otherwise, I think maybe a different story. It might have been a struggle for a little bit longer in adapting to that sort of thing. But I also think through like affiliate marketing and, and especially what I do in like, the personal branding um, part of affiliate marketing is that it, it leaves things really open um, for you to be exactly who you are. So you don't necessarily need to become somebody else to be somebody who's really soft. That's not who you are in the first place. Um, and, and again, I think that was another thing that, that really resonated with me, but I didn't need to pretend to be somebody else or, or anything like that. I could just be me and my ideal tribe would resonate with that message and be you know, attracted to, to working with me. Yeah, nice. I like that answer. And the other thing is, I mean, I, I guess that's what we stereotype the building and construction industry with, but... I've got some friends and um, people that you would not think are in the building trade because they are softly spoken, they're nice, they're diplomatic, their approach is just kind of really fair and honest. And you just think, um, okay, well, they are very successful in that business. And But likewise, you know, in our industry as well, online, you see some really aggressive people, not aggressive as in shouty, but aggressive in their approach. And you just think, how are these people making money? How are they successful? But no, I love that answer. Um, so everybody um, that is watching the replay, give us a hashtag replay. And if there are any questions, we can take them offline after the interview uh, for Aaron. But uh, yeah, just drop us some likes and love, some hearts in the group. And then uh, any questions, I'll take them to Aaron offline and uh, we'll get them answered. So um, next question is a fun one. If you could have any superpower, would it be like, you know, Superman? Would it be Spider-Man jumping buildings? Would it be reading people's minds? What would that superpower be? Jeez, that's, that's, a, that's a, tough, a tough one. Um, look, always, I've always wanted to be able to fly. <laughs> um, that's, something, that's something for me. Like, um, honestly, that's the first thing that comes to my head. Um, uh, look, Aside from that, that's probably the first thing. That's probably my first thing. But aside from that, if you wanted like a more in-depth sort of a thing, um, look, being being able to stay present uh, would be something that that would be really powerful for me. And um, that's something I've been working on for many many years. And I think that's a really positive thing to be able to do um, for your life. Um, but I'm going to stick with the first answer anyway. Say I, I'd fly. I'd be Superman. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and of course, he's obviously got massive amounts of strength as well. But no, he's, he's, he's one of those superheroes <laughs> everybody resonates with and loves. Clark Kent, take the suit off. Where do we go? Yeah. <laughs>
Yeah, exactly. You're right. That's the way. Yep. Superb. Okay, so the next question is whether or not you kind of have a standard working day. Is it like a nine to five? What does it look like? Uh, is it about networking, connections? Um, is it creating content? Is it all of the above scheduling your day? Is it all mapped out or is it kind of you make it up as you're going through the day? Yeah, look, that's something um, something that I work on quite a bit and something I've been really adapting my, my, my strategy to. Um, at the start, when I very first started, it was whatever goes. It's it's like wake up and just go for it. Um, so at the moment, um, because I'm injured, obviously, um, I've been at home working on this full time. So, so it, it's I treat this as a nine to five as such. I don't work nine to five, but I put about that many hours into it. Um, right. Reason, reason being, I understand. You know, we get into business for freedom, and I fully understand that, and that's the reason I got into this as well. But at the same time, um, I'm, I'm building. I'm still in the building phase, and to be able to reach that freedom, it takes a lot of hard work. So rather than sort of doing the long haul and, and building it up over 12, 24 months, and being able to reach that freedom, I'm using the time that I've got now to really, really uh, build that momentum and get things moving, I guess. So um, in terms of scheduling, I, I actually do. I'm, I'm a scheduler. I like to plan things. So each day, um, I'm, I'm a big Sam Ovens fan. So um, he says plan tomorrow, today. Nice. And that's something that I look like. I definitely live by that. So I'll um, I'll plan. I have about a 15-minute walk each night. We'll sit down and I'll write down, the you know, the three most important things for the next day that I need to do. Um, and, and I'll schedule my day out. Um, as far as what a day looks like for me, I guess, it's pretty much all of the above. It's pretty much everything you said. So so I'll spend a little bit of time um, working on content. I usually will, will write one to two posts per day. Um, I spend um, a little bit of time in my group, um, you know, engagement, all the, all the Facebook type of stuff. But a lot of my time is spent in networking because that is how you build your business. That's how you reach more people and that's how you help change more people's lives um, and in turn, are financially rewarded for that. So um, most of my time is spent networking. Um, to be honest, some days too much. Like I know yesterday I spent five and a half hours on Facebook Messenger. So, <laughs> so it can be um, it can be uh, pretty full on. Exactly right, but but it's not a problem for me because I've got the vision and I see where it's all headed. Um, and it's absolutely worth it for me to put in a year or even a few years of really hard work um, to reach exactly where I want to be um, later down the track. Nice. Yeah, so I, I, I think that um, that's a point. You know, you spend all that time on Messenger, and I am automating some bits of my business, and I'm in a kind of dilemma about it because while you're automating it, it loses that personal touch, and it could turn yep. people off, especially when you're networking. But you know, it is working. Mm -hmm. I've made some sales from some of the automation tools that I've got, but. Um, that's generally before I add them on as friends. So it's like, look, do you, want, do you want to connect? Okay, I just got to check that you're a real person. And if you want to check this software out, by the way, then go for it. But um, yeah, it is, it's a dilemma of mine because obviously social media marketing is a big part of what we do and you have to build those friendships and connections. So you've just got to do it. So um, yeah, I love the answer. And uh, I love what you said about Sam Ovens as well is plan tomorrow today. And I'm always now trying to get ahead of myself by one week because if I can plan out next week's content ahead of schedule then there's less brain power needed and you put it in the diary for the, reg the, the regular time of day every day less thinking time to to actually work through what you're going to post out there yeah absolutely I um that's something I guess I learned back, um something I didn't mention in my backstory there was a year in between um, when I was in construction where I actually did personal training 
and I was a personal trainer for a year, and that's something we oh, learned right. is that um is is that failing to plan is planning to fail. Like you really you really need to lay down the groundwork and know exactly what it is that you're going to do. Um, especially like not so much for me these days, but when you when you're coming on time, like time's a thing, a problem for you. You need to know exactly what it is you're going to do in those hour blocks you've got. You might only have one hour a day, so you need to get in there and get it done, not spend time thinking about it. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I love it. Great. So, next question then is, um, what do your friends and family think? Do they think that this is not like a real job? And you know, in comparison to your traditional construction job, are they supportive? Mm-hmm. What do they say? Um, mixed messages, I guess, depends on the person. Um, I know. So, my partner is is really, really supportive. She uh, believes in me more than I do sometimes. Um, uh, she's really, really good. Uh, friends and family. Friends are all uh, very supportive, definitely. They're, they, uh, I think it's because they're from a younger generation. They understand this is the way things are moving, especially, I guess, with the COVID situation going on. Um, more, more and more people are starting to really um, really understand the power of that and, and just see how, how lucrative it can be. And, and like at the end of the day, a lot of people say it's not safe, but it feels like it's a little bit more secure than a normal job right now. Um, uh, yeah, for sure. So I've got some family members. I know my my dad um, is is pretty old school, so he's still a little bit like, yeah, we'll see what happens, sort of thing. I don't know. You know if it works, it works. He, he's supportive, but he's a little bit. You can tell he's got that thing yeah, in the back cool, of his yeah. head. Yeah, and I guess my uh, my mum's uh, pr- pretty similar. She's supportive, but she's kind of like, I don't know if you can make money full time doing this. Like, so um, mi- mixed messages. But overall, I've been really lucky in that. Um, like those that are close to me have supported. When I decide to make a move, they've been very supportive. And and you know the thing is with entrepreneurs and and people that try businesses, like we said right at the start, it's not going to cost you hundreds of thousands of dollars if it doesn't work out. You know, with your other business, you probably had stock, you probably needed that revenue coming in all the time consistently. And with this, it's like yeah, some weeks will be a lot more money than other weeks, other weeks less so. But then you can do other things and. Hey, if it only works for a year, two years, three years, this is the idea of the interview. You know, we're going to look uh, over the next five years. It may change in year five. You might be doing something completely different. But, hey, if you don't try it, you're never going to. Yep. We lost you for a second. Oh, that's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, the phone just went. Somebody's trying to call. <laughs> we're back in. Um, anyway yes so um totally resonate with what you're saying there as well and uh likewise i think i've got some friends and family that think it's just pin money they don't realize how big it can be and when you talk about so interesting story i I don't know if i mentioned it to you before but i went to a conference in the uk in a small town called peterborough and in 2010 maybe russell brunson was on the stage he hadn't formed (laughs) click funnels at that time and i was like he seems to know what he's doing. I didn't buy into it because I was going um, elsewhere and um, I didn't take up the um, online marketing business. And I just, I, I don't have any regrets because I've had an amazing 10 years since then and life is good. But I look now at what Russell's done and I'm like, geez, that is just crazy, isn't it? So, hey, we all changed. Yeah. And he didn't even have click models 10 years ago. So crazy. Mm. Yeah. It's okay, very so, so the <laughs> next question is, is it easier than you expected or, or is it harder? Because 
you know, you see everybody online now crushing it, smashing it, 10K a month, 20K a month, and, and throwing all the numbers out there of what they're doing. But, you know, mm. we never hear about them having to struggle. And we never hear about all of the downsides to what we do. If there's, if there's kind of one value bomb that you would give newbies trying to start in online marketing or the affiliate marketing space, what would that be? And is it easier or, or, or not as easy as you expected? Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. Um, and I think, I think um, to short answer would be it's, it's harder than I expected. Um, and I guess to, to elaborate on that a little bit in, is the way that things are marketed, so the way that this industry is marketed online, particularly the gurus on YouTube, um, is that it is an overnight, no experience required, no audience required, pay $1,000 today, earn $1,000 tomorrow type business, um, a done-for-you sort of a, a business model. Um, and and I, I don't necessarily agree with the way that's marketed, but but that's a topic for another day, I guess. But um, <laughs> it's, um, it, it, Look, it's definitely harder than the way it's marketed. Not to say it's super hard, but it requires work. Um, it's an, it's a business, and I guess that would be my, my one takeaway for people beginning is, is to treat this like a business. So this is a business just the same as any other. You're going to need to invest in yourself financially. You're going to need to invest in yourself you know, with personal development. With a, There'll be a lot of growth along the way. Um, there's going to be a lot of time investment required, and, and you could expect that from the very word. Like if when you, if you come into this with a right mindset, it's fully expecting and accepting the fact that you're going to have to put in that work. You're going to have to put in some time. Um, you're going to come in here with the right mindset, and you're really going to crush it because the people who don't succeed are the ones who come in and they expect to make 10k in their first month, and it doesn't happen until you know six, 12 months down the track. But but they're not prepared to put in that time or, or that effort and keep up early. Um, I think that's probably the biggest the biggest piece of advice. You know, if I could go back and give myself a piece of advice, it'd be you know it's a business, it's really like that. Get ready. Exactly. And I mean, you said um, you were spending five and a half hours on Messenger. That's your business. And um, yeah. for me, I on my iPhone now, I look at the um, the time I spend, you know, the daily uh, time that you spend on your phone and stuff. And it's quite frightening, really. But um, <laughs> yeah. a lot of it, three hours social media or whatever, I know that's because it's business stuff. So I accept yeah. that and it's fine. That's the grind. That's the work that you have to do. If that's not your thing, then the passion mm -hmm. will die. You know, those early promises of 10K a month will die very quickly if you don't enjoy the journey and enjoy the process, right? Absolutely, yeah. And that's something, um, a pitfall that a lot of beginners, um, and I know I've been there myself, I'm full into is where you where you focus, you're so focused on the results um, and, and you fall out of love with the process because the results don't come quick enough. Uh, and you're spot on there. I think that's something really important. You've got to understand that the process, um, that, you know, that's your business, that's what you've got to do and, and find a way to, to enjoy it and accept it because that's what it is. Um, otherwise, you know, you're doomed to come to start. Love it. Love it. Thank you very much. Really enjoying these these answers and uh, yeah, diving deep into what people, the perception of what people think affiliate marketing is. And like you say, there's a, some gurus out there and it's marketing. I, I get that, but uh, hmm. it isn't as easy as they portray. And as long as we're honest with people that we're talking to, when we get them involved in a business, look, it might take a while, but how, how many other businesses can you get involved for a couple of hundred dollars and, and get started now, today, for a couple of hundred dollars and possibly mm. make money tomorrow? There is a possibility of that. People do do it, but 
like yeah. everything, 80-20, I always use Pareto's law, you know, and the 80-20, it might be that yeah. 80% don't make money for quite some time, 20% will. Uh, it might be even less, but no, I love it. Okay, so the next question is another fun one, and it might be one that you don't want to answer, but is yeah. there any one person that you've either met online or in life that you think, geez, you're a dickhead, and you want to... You want to give them a piece of your mind, and, and if if you want to say who that person is, you're welcome to. But maybe you said you're not that kind of person, so it might be that you haven't come across anybody that you think is a total tool. But it, has that happened to you? Um, definitely. Uh, and you would have been the same thing being online. Is that like with the sheer volume of people we're going to chat to? There's going to be a percentage of them who you really love to to tell them where to go. Um, Definitely, there's been some of them. Um, I can't say one in particular that stands out to me, um, but but something that really grinds my gears, I guess, instead of like a particular person, maybe maybe like a group of people, um, is people people. Bitcoin miners? Are you are you alluding to Bitcoin miners? <laughs> oh, well, that them as well. Bitcoin miners and the the guys who want to pitch this war after I've told them no. Um, yeah. Definitely. Definitely get frustrating, but I guess the, the egos that you clash against online um, is something that really, really rattled me. And that's something I've always been really, um, I don't know if it's the right word for it, but, but humble in that, like, I don't, I don't think anyone's better than anyone else. And I don't think there's any place for ego anywhere. Um, the, the people who sort of hold themselves above everyone and, and aren't prepared to take the time to talk to you or listen to you because they're just better than you. Yeah, I'd like to have you. Ego. Have you actually told anyone where to go? Uh, <laughs> so there was one guy who was trying to do one of those scams. He was trying to get me to put money into his PayPal because that was going to get some return or something. He said I was going to win $25,000. I just had to send him my details and I told him where to go. And I sent him straight to, straight to the block party. <laughs> that is ridiculous. I can't believe people yeah. are even still trying those scams. Yeah, unfortunately, they're still working because there's people out there doing it. So, it's, yeah, it, that that really rattles me. I don't like that, that at all. Is, <laughs> that is crazy. Well, I'll look out for that guy, and uh, thankfully, he hasn't come in my direction. But Okay, the next question <laughs> is, um, how does the online space differ from the traditional businesses that you had previously? And um, I guess there's a different way of marketing. Was it the fact that customers would come to you by word of mouth? Did you advertise in local press or local, you know, newspapers and things like that? How, how is it um, very different? Because majority of the time is online now as well, like, like this kind of thing and, and um, coaching mm -hmm. and helping people. But what, what are the other differences yep. with um, how that business ran in comparison to the online business? Um, well, the first thing obviously was employees for me. So employees, um, while they help me make money, cause a great deal of stress, um, you know, taxes, withholding taxes for them, you know, paying superannuation, what we like retirement fund, um, you know, things like that uh, was, a, was a big headache for me. Um, but as far as the marketing side goes, I was pretty lucky in that I had a few good connections when I started my, my offline business. Um, and things, we did some good work early on and things um, spread. So I actually never had to do any marketing other than making a few calls to guys that I'd worked, to, worked for before um, just to drum up a little bit of extra work when we got quiet. Um, but we never actually did any marketing. So I guess in terms of that, it differs 
great um, like in this business that's what it's all about you've got to market yourself yeah. you've got to put yourself in there it involves a lot of cold outreach whereas um you know in the last business most of it were inbound it was mostly people calling me asking me to do work and i sort of was in a position where i could choose what i wanted to do and what i didn't want to do whereas i'm sort of, sort of starting from the ground up here without that reputation um, and you've got to build that so that you can get to that point um, so that's probably been uh, a big difference for me in terms of marketing but um to be honest like like i said earlier treat this like a business because it is a business and at the end of the day it is but but it is worlds apart it's totally different this this i i can do from home i can do from the cafe or the restaurant or wherever i just like to go i can do this sitting on the couch it's totally different like worlds apart <laughs> i guess yeah. yeah one thing i picked up on there that you said is really key and it's key in both types of business traditional and the online space is reputation because for people yeah. to come to you in your bricks and mortar construction business is reputation they've heard from you or you probably subbed into another contractor on work as well because of your reputation they knew that you did a good job and it's really critical online as well isn't it your reputation is absolutely everything and so the previous question was have you given anyone your peace of mind that is really difficult to do in the online space because it's such a small space, isn't it? So you kind of yeah. can't upset too many folks, but by mm. the same token, I don't need those. I, I trade Forex, but I don't need Forex traders telling me that they've got systems and all the rest of it and, and they can get me so many gains in the next month, two months, whatever, on autopilot. Same with the Bitcoin miners. Not interested. Sorry, that's not my lane. I'm already kind of too diversified. So, hey, Will, nice mm. to see you on the call. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's just um, there are worlds apart, like you've said, but the things like that where your reputation is everything, I think that's a really key point to, uh, to pick up on there. Loved it. Mm, it's very important, definitely, in the online space as well, um, in reputation, because, as you said, it's a very small world online and, and things travel very quickly. Um, you, you understand. Um, so, yeah, it's definitely important. I think that's, that's something I, um, I learned early on. Somebody, one of my mentors early on, sort of said to me, um, you never know who you're going to do business with in the future. So, so do your best to, like, unless someone's really got under your skin, do your best to just keep things cool, play it off. You know, worst case, send them to the block party. Everything's sweet. You're not going to damage your reputation further down the track. <laughs> Love that. Okay, here's the next fun question then. Um, yeah. Have you got a hero in your life, either past mm. or present, someone that could be dead or alive, um, someone that you've looked at and really thought, you know, um, I want to emulate exactly what they're doing be that Einstein or be that, you know, someone that's living now that you're using as a mentor or do you have that hero in your life? Um, I wouldn't say I've had one that's carried through. Uh, but fu the funny answer to that is when I was a kid, it was The Rock, the wrestler. I was going to be a <laughs> WWE pro. I was going to, yeah, that's him. Yeah, I was going to be a WWE pro wrestler. So he was my hero. I love The Rock. Um, and, and funny enough, I guess, I still look up to that man um, in his work ethic. Um, in, in how humble he is. He's a great person. But um, look, as far as heroes go, that's probably as close as I ever got to having like a, a hero with stuff. But mentors, I've always had a mentor. So no matter what sort of thing, you know, when I got into music, I had somebody that I looked up to um, and that sort of mentored me. Um, when I got into the, the construction business, my old bosses mentored me and helped me build up. Um, and, and the same in the online space is I've connected with quite a few really good people um, who I look up to, um, who I, I would, I don't know if I'd go as far as to say hero, but, but, um, mentor definitely. <laughs> and, and yeah, I work with people actively. I think I do that 
um, out of just nature is, is I think somebody who's succeeding you want to do. I gravitate towards them and try and um, model them, um, I guess. And, and, yeah. and the other thing is they, they can obviously point you in the, in the right direction because they've made all the mistakes. So that's another key point yeah. is it's critical to have a mentor or somebody that's already walked it because back to one of the previous questions where we were saying, you won't make 10 grand overnight. Some people can, mm -hmm. but you won't. It's unlikely that you will. So us just counseling and, and coaching those people to say, look, expect the worst, okay? It is a fantastic business, but it isn't like the gurus portray. It will take hard work. And having that mentor is really key. And yeah, I mean, I talk about heroes and I've got two kids, they're 12 and 13. And uh, I remember my relationship with my dad was great. It was okay. Uh, a lot of things that we fell out on as well. He wasn't, I hate to say, he wasn't my hero. But with my two kids now, I'm trying to do all of the things that I think uh, makes me the cool dad, makes me their hero, makes me, you know, stand out in their eyes as someone that they want to look up to. So that, that for me is uh, the hero that I would like to be for my kids. But uh, yeah, Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, he's, and again, in business, he's pivoted so much, hasn't he? You know, going from a wrestler into the movie industry now, enormous. It's incredible. Mm. What an inspiration of a man. Like, he, he really is just the work ethic that man has. He's <laughs> incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So, it'll be interesting to see where we are in five years. I doubt whether we're going to go into WWE or, um, you know, something. <laughs> <laughs> you never know, do you? <laughs> well, you never know. Um, yeah. Okay. So, um, next question. If money was no object, you can live everywhere you like, you like travel and um, you can spend whatever. Um, would it be a lavish lifestyle of like a mansion, the, the Lambos, the boats, the planes, the private jets, all of that kind of stuff? Like we see some of the gurus actually portraying. I don't agree with it. I am quite materialistic, but um, I don't I'm not showy. I don't think I hope I'm not too showy, but I do love materialistic things. And that's that's fine. If you earn the money, you can spend it how you see fit. So for you, is, is the money important or is it the journey or a mix of both? Yeah, that's a really good question as well. Um, so money, it's not so much about the money as it is the the lifestyle that the money allows me. So I guess like when you said materialistic, lavish lifestyle, I'm not a I'm not a Lambo guy. Um, I'm not a mansion guy. I like my my thing is um, as you as you touch on, but but for me, my lifestyle, if money were no issue, um, it would be more living the lifestyle as in like traveling the world. I'd like to spend a little bit of time in each country, you know, to look up the culture because that's what it's all about for me, new experiences, meeting new people, um, and soaking up new culture, seeing different perspectives on life. Um, that's something that I, I really feel passionate about. So that would probably be my ideal life. In that, like I wouldn't be driving around the Lambo and you know, the mansion with the party and the girls and all that sort of stuff. That's not that's not who I am. Um, it would probably be having a humble life with a nice nice house with my partner, Obviously, I'd, I'd have a re I'd get the roadster, the Tesla, or something, or, or something nice like that. But like, I'm not an overly flashy guy. Um, I guess, I guess one thing is, <laughs> is shoot, my things are shoes. So I like like um, trainers. I think it's like sneakers. I think we're gonna call it in the US. So nice. things like that. I've got a big collection of them. So. Uh, that's probably my materialistic part sort of shining through there. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Have you been to the UK yet? I haven't been to the UK. We haven't done Europe. We're, we're actually, we're talking about it um, just before all this business happened. Um, I haven't been to the UK, but we want to do Europe in one big trip. Um, nice. So we'd like to go over there and do like, you know, two, three months in a row and just really spend time because you can do, 
you can do Europe in um, six weeks, but you're going to miss a whole lot in that time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, if you need an internet connection and you want to drop off in the UK, you're more than welcome to stay at my place and crash here for a couple of days. <laughs> Some free Wi Fi, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. As long as you've got connection to, good connection to the internet, you're set. <laughs> yeah, beautiful. Cool. Uh, okay, nice. we are on the final question. This has been an absolute blast. So if you are watching the replay, guys, drop some questions in there. Give us some love, some hearts, some likes. And um, yeah, uh, we'll answer them offline. But um, thank you, Aaron, so much. It's been an absolute blast, this interview. Um, the final question is, this is a social experiment. It's called the Back to Your Future interview series. We've got your backstory of your construction. We know exactly where you are now in the affiliate marketing space. You're absolutely crushing it, doing a fantastic job with some great engagement and some great networking. Um, what do you see happening in one year from now? Where would you like to be? Two years, three years, four years, five years. We won't go through each of those years, but what do you think the journey is going to look like? So in five years, when we look back at year one and you go, oh, man, I can't believe I was saying that. So how does it look for you? Um. It looked for me probably different to what it's going to look like in five years. I'm going to say that because nothing ever seems to go to plan. But I guess, um, <laughs> I guess, I guess, like one year for me um, is really about hitting that consistently being able to hit that golden 10k mark that every affiliate marketer seems to want to hit. Um, so being able to consistently hit that for me, I don't think I'm. I don't think next time we catch up, I'll be here chatting. I think I'm going to be somewhere out in the world, um, you know, doing my travel. Um, the European travel. Yeah, well, it might be a big Euro trip next year. I might be um, sitting next year next time we do this interview. <laughs> that would be incredible, imagine. <laughs> Who knows? That would be pretty cool. But, um, yeah, look, one year definitely looks like that for me. Is, is once all this business is over and we're able to um, travel again, it's is just getting out, definitely. Um, and, and hitting that golden 10K mark consistently and being able to do that, that six figures. Um, but in terms of five years, wow. Um, I never thought I would be here in three months. So it's, it's really hard to, to say, but I would like, I guess, long-term, um, obviously everybody's goal is passive income, so I'd like to really automate things long-term. Um, I do quite like the coaching model. In that, like, I, I enjoy working with people. I enjoy helping people and seeing the results and the transformation that we give them, uh, but it's very hands-on. So um, maybe my maybe my five-year might look like product creation, um, a little bit of automation, you know, maybe running the Russell Brunson and the, funnels and the and the uh the hook story offer the pay ads and uh, things yeah. like that yeah nice well i can't wait for next year obviously we're going to talk in the meantime we'll stay in touch it's not like i'll see you in a year <laughs> yeah but no, yeah I really for sure appreciate yeah. that that that's amazing and uh, I'm, I'm excited for your journey as well i can't wait to see what happens in one year and uh, and then each year after that so once again, thank you. I really appreciate it. And if there are any questions from the group members, then obviously I'll fire them on to you that we can answer afterwards. But really appreciate your time, yeah. man. Yeah, thanks for having me on, man. I really appreciate it. It's actually been a fun interview. I enjoyed the, the, uh, the questions. So, yeah. Brilliant. Awesome. Enjoy the rest thank of your you. evening and I'll catch up really soon. Beautiful. Thanks for having me on. Thanks, Take guys. Care, man. Catch you later. See you. Bye. See ya. Bye.